Welcome to night three, the final night of our music festival festival lineup draft. We are in the thick of it now. Let's just get into it. We are this close. Still lots on the board. Kristen, hit us with your uh, your seventh pick. Ah, my seventh pick. Now that I have like my themes like solidified in my head, I'm feeling I'm feeling more confident. I feel good. This is I've got it. Um, I don't got it. I'm gonna go ahead. And with my seventh pick, we will be getting some strokes up in here. Ooh. Oh, yes. yes. So, straight to hell. I hate you. Yes. I know. I know. And I'm, and I'm sorry. Um, I, I don't know if you've heard, but I'm from New York. And so I'm just always a big fan. Of, so the strokes are a big part of just my DNA. Um, and like same thing where like I feel like they could play like all three days, like all different themes kind of thing. It's just like changed over the course of time and has been great at every single turn. The latest album is my favorite one. So I just hope they keep going in this direction for a while. Um, and yeah, Julian Casablancas is incredible. So now Damon can't play Instant Crush with his Daft Punk set. So fuck <laughs> you. And no one can pick Lonely Island, really, because they'll No get... one can pick Lonely Island. This is true. Oh, what a good pick. Last night's maybe one of my favorite songs. Uh, any, uh, Dom, how do you feel about that pick? You sounded upset. I feel betrayed. I need to take some time to get this knife out of my back. Um, but otherwise, yeah, great fucking pick, I guess. Uh, Is This It is one of my favorite albums of all time. It's one of the the albums on my list of like, I don't skip a single track. I'm going, and it's incredible start to finish. Also, when I hear it, I'm immediately transported back to like, warm summer days of of being a kid and 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 listening to that whole album uh front to back and their uh latest album is also incredible and it came out 19 years later so that's pretty fucking impressive i'm not happy i feel like there's been a lot of times where i've played a song for dominic where julian is featured on it and he'll go who's this this is great and i'll be like well the part that you like is julian casablancas again Kyle, you a fan of the Strokes? Of course. This is this is a very um, like I don't know how the nights are shaking out. I know you're saving that, but it's a very eclectic, in a good way, festival. Like they're all they're all things that I love, but in very different regards and moods. And like I feel like that rounds out the festival really well because it we can't all just be me and make people sad for three nights in a row. So it's like, it's, you know, it, it has a very well-rounded tone to it. Thank you. Yeah. I, I don't really know what theme you're going for, but it could be a, it could be a lot of different things. And I can't wait for the reveal. I'm so excited. Any other thoughts about the strokes before we move on guys? They're so good, right. man. <laughs> all right. So I work at, a Hawaiian themed grocery store. We'll leave it at that because I don't like, say their name. That's but... my band name now. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't we didn't have like 
any of the delivery apps or any of that during the pandemic. So we had to have someone sit outside and be like, okay, we can only let 50 people in the store at once for the past two years. Which at first I was like, oh, that's, I dread that. I will absolutely not do that. And then they were like, but you can play whatever music you want. I was like, okay, I'm in. And it was like, for me, it was, I, I would play the Strokes, a band I'll mention that I assume no one else will draft. So we'll save it for the end. Uh, but it was a lot, it was very Julian Casablanca's heavy. I, mm-hmm. I love the Strokes so much. Uh, All right. This- that's it. It was just a deep sigh. Sorry. Just, I'm just <laughs> sighing. You're, you're, you're just fine, Austin. That is yeah. the first pick. Kyle's set of... makes people sad, and everybody else's set makes me sad that I did not get them. <laughs> you mean I didn't make you sad? Well, it's, why did they no, even love this podcast? Damn it. Now we're, all right, we're moving along to get this back on track. We are going to Dominic for pick number seven for you. Yeah, so uh, this group will be playing day three with Nirvana. Um, Earlier when I picked Nirvana, I said sort of the first defining sound that I remember was Nirvana. Um, And this group was my first, my first favorite band. They were the first ones that I like just definitively, this is my favorite. And uh, to set it up, when I was in preschool and going to daycare, that one of the days was like, bring in your favorite CD for all the kids. And like most of the, all the kids brought in like what you would expect, like, you know, Disney soundtracks or something like something appropriate for that age. And I brought in uh, the 1998 classic, Hello Nasty. (laughs) I will be taking the Beastie Boys. Say what? (laughs) I fucking love them. And I'm, uh, I don't know, based on the other people's boards, I might've been able to wait longer, but uh, they were the first group I remember being fully like obsessed with and just fucking loving and feeling like they were part of my identity. <laughs> so yeah, Nirvana and the Beastie Boys would be playing day three. Damn. You're gonna, that's gonna be like a really like dangerous like there's gonna need to like a mosh warning like on <laughs> that one. I so I had mentioned I worked a job where I got to see concerts as part of my job and Beastie Boys was one of those concerts and it was the highest crowd <laughs> we had ever yes, seen no. in the yes, pre-legalization and the, you could just see the whole arena was just a layer of smoke at the top but it was so much fun they were really fun oh, this is like 2003 2000, like it was a long time ago this was a one of the groups that like I was just getting into the festival scene like just going to really like going to see a lot of bands and, and everything in like two was it was it 2010 2011 when, when he passed um but what, I can't remember the year it was like right around 2010 2012 and like I was just like oh my god because I they had been Beastie Boys had been on like a lineup of a music festival like the year before and also, I was like, oh, man, I, I might get to get see the Beastie Boys one of these years. And then that happens, and it's just, like, heartbreaking. So I'm going to be at your festival, Dom. Um, I'm there. I've already bought a ticket. Sign me up. Yep. <laughs> I, 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 time. yep. I'm still upset that you stole my first two. But <laughs> it's okay, because you're bringing the Beastie Boys. So I love that pick. Uh, any other thoughts on the Beastie Boys? Dre, you, you, you said you, you saw them. How yeah. was, like, just... 
like it was phenomenal. Yes, yeah, that's they're awesome. phenomenal. Like the energy is unreal, and it's 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 the Beastie Boy. And I just like I'm thinking like Beastie Boys in Nirvana. Like I would die. Like that's yeah, that would be incredible. So, and in my you, mind, Nirvana's gonna go first, and uh, when the Beastie Boys come on, they're gonna start with some of their throwback, like when they were still a punk band. So they're gonna, it's gonna, they're gonna sort of, it's gonna merge into the Beastie Boys, and then they will flow into their obviously more well-known things. Will there be a giant robot? I mean, of course, obviously, obviously. Okay. I dig that, Austin. You, you were wanting to say something? Pro- probably not. I don't know. I don't think I was. I, Beastie Boys was never really my vibe. I don't know. Too much energy for me right out the gate, and then I just never really gave him a chance. In my mind, it was very much like a boys thing. I'm growing, so I'm willing to give him a chance. What was that, Christian? I said in my mind, it was very much like if you were a boy, like you were like the Beastie Boys was like your like like angsty thing. Like it it just wasn't something across my like my most vivid Beastie Boys like memory if I think of them is that time they were on that episode of Futurama. And they're just like heads in jar, like heads in jars, and like the people all in black, like holding under them dancing. Like that's that's what I see in my head when I think about the Beastie Boys. I love that. That's all right. The only thing I know about the Beastie Boys is that episode of Futurama. Oh man, so many. They got some really great songs. <laughs> um, we'll go on the list. <laughs> yes. All right, Beastie Boys off the board. That means we're back around to me for pick seven. Yay. Um, I'm so excited to be, to be drafting here, um, because I don't know what I want. There's so many different ways I could go, um, and I'm just looking at this board. I don't know, guys. Um, I am going to draft, okay. This is who I'm going to go with. Um, they are probably my favorite band today. Like making music now. Um, I've talked about them a little bit in previous songs drafts. They've just, every album they drop is so distinctive and different from what they, they do before. And Glass Animals is my pick. Um, I just, I love that band. Uh, I want them to play a little bit of everything that they do. I, hopefully they'll be dropping new music soon again. Heat Waves is is starting to really gain traction. You know, it's starting to become a pretty popular song, but just everything from Gooey to um, Season 2, Episode 3, I, they have so many fun, unique songs with a lot of relatable lyrics and the sounds. Like, the first album sounds like, like, li- like it's just a liquid album, and then their second album is very very uh bass heavy very uh a lot of drums and then the third one's very poppy very synthy um so they, they just they they're they're never afraid to experiment and do their thing and i love it all so glass animals is going to be on uh, at my festival dom you a fan i have never heard of them but after that review i will be now adding them to the playlist that i'm making of all the people from this draft that i've uh not listened to so nice has anyone else uh actually yeah. heard of them they're definitely they sh- they're not a band that like I feel like I'm a Glass Animals adjacent fan like they show up on a lot of my like Discover Weekly and like Made for You 
playlists, mm-hmm. like kind of thing. And it's not something I've ever sought out just their thing independently. And I'm thinking maybe I should give them a little extra attention because they do show up. Like I, when I Googled it, I was like, I know this album cover. I was like, why do I know this? And it's like, oh, because it shows up in my, in my playlist. Yeah. I like them whenever I hear it. It's never something I've like sought out, but every, like I have a couple songs saved in my like most liked songs, but I've never been like, let me just sit down and listen to a full album. So I will definitely be giving it a listen. Gotcha. Kyle, have you checked them out anymore since uh, our 2020s draft? I was going to say, yeah, when we had Sarah on, you drafted it. Was it Heat Waves? It was Heat Waves, yes. Yeah. Um, I haven't, like, gone on a full dive, but I've definitely heard a couple of theirs since then. And, I, yeah, I kind of echo the, the sentiment. Like, they're really fun, and it's kind of one of those things where I'll hear them and be like, I'm vibing with this, and then I'll – forget about it after a couple songs but that's not a testament to like them it's just like i you know i i i want to deliberately sit down and like go through an album because i feel like i would really vibe with their music do that with zaba that that's Mm. the best so nice uh trey have you listened to them at all i have and kind of similar like they pop up on a lot of my playlists i put them i have like my vibey playlist and they're on it for sure and but it's one of those like i I, I need to do a deeper dive. Yeah. They seem highly recommended by you. So I would check them out for sure. Hell yeah. Sarah, I know you were on that draft with us. Did you did you check them out anymore? Yeah. I remember after the draft, I heard Heat Waves. And I was like, oh, I have heard this band before. And I really like this song. And that's where I stopped. But I just wrote down Zaba. And I will continue in the future. Yes. Y'all, y'all check out that first album and let me know what y'all think. But yes, Glass Animals... It wouldn't be a fest, a music festival for me without them. So I had to get them. And that's off the board. And that means we're moving back to Kyle for your seventh pick, man. What you got for us? All right. Um, all right, fine. Time to finish out the sad bitch night. Uh, but I'm torn between three bands. Um, maybe like six, realistically. Uh, I'm going to go with... There's, there's one that I drafted in the original um draft that i like they they're one of the bands that i have like they remain in my top three all time since then um and then there's one that i like have listened to a lot more now and i'm I'm a much bigger fan of i think i'm gonna go yeah i'm gonna go with penny and sparrow um damon was talking about like stuff that was in danger like stuff that we're all going to say like oh my god how did that go that far this is a band that no one has ever heard of so i wasn't worried about that part um but they are a an austin texas based uh duo kind of in the vein of like simon and garfunkel um like very americana you know folk ish um but i really love Penny and sparrow um they very similarly to the 12 season they write from a very like authentic real place um a lot of their stuff in the last like maybe two or three albums has been more band heavy, but for the most part, it is very acoustic uh, music and very, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, Kyle Yonke is the like backup vocalist and he plays guitar, but it really is just him playing and, and Andy Baxter singing. Um, and I feel like that would work right there, sandwiched in the uh, in the middle in uh, night two. 
you know, opening with the swell season, jumping into Penny and Sparrow and then Phoebe Bridgers to close it out. But I, I think that, yeah, they, they, their music just comes from a really authentic place. And I, this is probably, I think looking at it, this is the only group from my festival that I have seen live <laughs> um, because I'm like Austin and Dre and I don't like crowds and I don't like going to see uh, groups live. And I saw them at the House of Blues in New Orleans with like maybe 20 other people in the room, um, wow. which was ideal. <laughs> uh yeah, and they were incredible. And that's what I feel like night two would be like. It would be a lot more like intimate. Like I'm cool with like concert venues, but like this night specifically would be like um very stripped back and like very intimate and up close. Um yeah. So I gotta go with Penny and Sparrow, mostly for the fact that I just want people to hear this podcast and then want to listen to Penny and Sparrow. <laughs> I've heard of them and I need to actually listen to more of them because I I can't like pinpoint an actual song of theirs but I, I i've known about them for a while uh i love that name it's just a really great name honestly yep. penny and sparrow it, it flows really well who has heard of penny and sparrow anyone else yeah um <laughs> they they show up on a lot of my like folksy like for when i'm in like my folksy sad girl moods like they usually show up on like those like those playlists for sure um and i like the, the theme of that from like the swell season, like I never thought of them like associated with the swell season, I guess, but that makes a lot of sense. And so like, I, I th I'm, I've never seen them live. So I think that like, I would go to Kyle's festival to see them. All right, everyone go listen to Penny and Sparrow. It will be on the playlist that we, we make for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I just, while you were talking, I just put, started playing them a little bit and I love it. I added it to, my sad bitch playlist <laughs> yes that's all like, that's all i'm out to do right now are we gonna have to pick a song for each band to go on the playlist or how are we gonna do this yeah do we get to we'll, pick those we'll, we'll 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 discuss that after all right that's after all right, cool yeah we'll have something for the people all right penny and sparrow night two for kyle's festival we're on okay. to austin your pick seven what you got for us all right uh there are a lot of bands I want to talk about that I know won't, I guess, won't get drafted that I thought were. This is a band that I love to talk about uh, that I I knew would not get drafted. Um, Chicago band, 2002, their first album dropped. I think it was 2002. Early 2000s, first album dropped. Everyone in Chicago went fucking nuts for it. Nobody really outside of that realm knew about them. And then they started to come out with music videos. And then everybody knew about them. I'm talking about OK Go. Hell yeah. <laughs> I got to see OK Go in concert. Uh, it was like four years ago. And they put on one of the best fucking shows I have ever seen in my entire life. They, it was, they had a giant projector, music videos playing, they had props on stage, everybody in the stands had an app where you could play along with them, so everyone was creating a different sound. It was unbelievable. When their second album came out, it was like, oh, it was just like chaotic energy, uh, and then they started to get recognized, and I still think their songs are great, even though they tilted towards just putting out music videos but i still think the music is incredible and they put on a fantastic show so that's okay go 
I'm glad you said that because I was going to be like, what's the show like from them? And you, you answered and that sounds so fun and yeah. unique. I'm in. Sign me up. I'm there. Kristen, are you there? I love OK Go. It just feels so much like, like. Camera and we're going to like make like a fun, like music video or something like you would make an OK Go music. Like that's just the vibe. Like it just feels like these guys, these people just all want to like hang out together and like make something fun. Awesome. Yes. Anyone else a, a big fan of OK Go? Sarah? I would, I'm not going to say I'm a huge fan, but the second you said it, I just had the treadmills jump into my brain. And like, I'm just <laughs> now closing my eyes and watching that music video in my head because it is so freaking iconic. Yeah, they were the first like Yeah, I like the one with the, with the Rube Goldberg machine, like the whole like one shot thing. Like that to me, like I have anxiety and excitement just watching the entire time. It's a roller coaster. <laughs> my, so my favorite part about combining them with queen is that uh damien Kulash, who is the lead singer said that he wrote get over it because he wanted to have he so he okay go was the house band for this american life ira glass saw them in chicago and was like i want them to be the house band for npr's this american life but thought like he at one point asked them are you guys trying to be funny or are you trying to be earnest and Damon Kulash thought a lot about it and said, you know, I think we are trying to be earnest because I want to be like what Queen is for people and that I just want them to get up and dance, but also like feel something. So when he wrote Get Over It, great music video too, fucking incredible song. Mm -hmm. uh, he was thinking about Queen, so I can't wait to see OK Go perform with Queen. I, uh, I, it's one of those bands where I, I've honestly been trying not to talk about it so much on recent pods just because I didn't want anybody else to listen to them and snake it. But they're <laughs> one of my favorite bands of all time. Whenever I listen, to, whenever I ride my bike, I listen to them because I think it was, um, oh, shit, what's her name? She just married Machine Gun Kelly. Megan Fox. Thank you. She was giving an interview where she was talking about how she listens to certain songs when she's on a plane because she's terrified of flying. I'm pretty sure it was her mm -hmm. that she knows she's not going to die to. And when I ride my bike, I listen to OK Go because I know I'm not going to die when OK Go is playing and Chicago drivers are fucking nuts. So I'm just out there riding my bike, listening to OK Go, knowing that I'm safe. If right. God forbid it ever does not go that way, you definitely need to haunt them. <laughs> you were supposed to keep me safe. I don't, they're in LA now. I don't want to go to LA. Uh. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Rude. It's 75 and sunny out right now. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful right now. It's March. That's, that sounds pretty nice. Um, I, I'm here. Reasons, damn it. <laughs> any other thoughts on OK Go before we move on? All right. Just just great music videos. I, I need to listen to more of them. I really do. So I, I, I'm going to do that for you, Austin. We are back around to Dre for your seventh pick. What you got? Uh, OK, so this is what I've been debating the whole time because I had a very kind of definite plan and I was going a certain way. But I think I just kind of like, fuck it. And I want to just the the. The emo kid in me is is calling out, um, and you feel left out, Dre. You wanna you you can come out to the party. You guys, I wanna cry too. Uh, well, because partly because 
my theme, if you, I don't want to give it away, but several of them have been taken, so I am pivoting. Um, but I'm gonna, and I don't know how they'll fit in with the rest of my groups at all, but um, they put on a great show. I love their albums. I really love Death Cab for Cutie. Hell yeah. Yes, yes. thank you. <laughs> I am so fucking happy right now. Yay. And no one can draft the postal service. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But transatlanticism and plans and narrow stairs, those three, like, it's like spans the, like, the aughts and, like, my college experience. And I just, you know, my little, like, emo heart. Um, just really loves Death Cab for Cutie. So yeah. I like I said, I don't know where they fit in in my overall scheme, like how they'll they'll get along with uh Lauren Hill. But you know <laughs> we'll see. A hill to die on. That's their mixtape. <laughs> Kyle, I know you're a fan. Uh how you feeling about that one? Yeah, we we got the uh, we got the postal service love in the two thousands draft, so it's good that we get the, the death cab love here. Um, I fucking love death cab. Yeah, I think plans has got to be in terms of no skip albums. It's it's up there. I mean, it's it's right at the top. Um, yeah, this is you you started talking about like how you didn't weren't sure how it was gonna fit in the theme and like you wanted to get into the trend of like sad bands and I wasn't sure that where, which way you're gonna go because this has been a very I love your festival because it's so unpredictable. Um but Death Cab was the right choice. So I'm very happy with this. Yeah. Dom, you were you're how you I feeling? Fucking, I fucking love it. This is great. Cause I wasn't I, I wasn't gonna take them which made me sad because they're one of my favorite bands of all time. Um growing up in the in in the Pacific Northwest they're I I always felt like that regional pride. They were like they were ours, um, and they were this amazing thing that I also grew up with. And I remember um, when, which uh, was it, Narrow Stairs, when they're sick. Looking at it right now, Plans. No, when Plans came out, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I'm doing this. No, it was Narrow Stairs. So Plans was amazing and rocked all our our worlds. But I remember getting narrow stairs the day it came out and bigsby canyon bridge was the first song and i was like what the fuck is this this is not them but like not saying that in a bad way at all i was like this is also fucking incredible holy shit um i've all this is one of the few bands that i have seen live and they are incredible so yeah i'm very 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 stoked and happy that that they got picked oh yeah sarah are you a fan it's another one where I never got really into the emo sad music. I was more of the boy band pop, everyone happy and having sex music. <laughs> so... Sad people have sex too, Sarah. They do. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to a lot of boy band songs, there's a lot that teenage girls should not have been listening to. There's a lot of <laughs> So I never got into that, but it has been one of those where I'm like, I need to get into Death Cab. I need to listen to it. So thank you for the reminder. Yeah. I was surprised you said it because I knew you were going emo and I was so ready for you to say fallout boy, just like by the rest of like your vibe. Yep. And then yeah. when you, and then when you said death cap, I was like, I was like, here, here it comes, here it comes. And then you said that. And I was like, Oh, it was like a big, just like, Oh shit. Like big climax. It's great. What a hail Mary. And I love it. Yeah. I was also expecting fallout boy. Death cap is one of my favorite bands of all time. They are one of those where it was like, 
they were there during my formative years. It was like them and Bright Eyes were the two where I was like, oh, I'm going to spend all of my iTunes money on them. I'm going to watch their music videos on my iPod video. I, but, oh, uh, yeah, I saw them. It was like them in Waves and the National, I think. I saw them in Kansas City, which was like, Hell wow, yeah. Kansas City Ooh. got fans to show up. That's unbelievable. No Hell one comes yeah. to Kansas City. That, hey, Kansas City is the city that Kanye was like, no one was dancing. I'm never coming here again. Amazing. So it's hard to get bands to show up. Uh, but Death Cab was one of those very formative groups for me. They uh, Ben Gibber did a show live in Chicago in like 2003 in which he did a cover of uh, Complicated by Avril Lavigne that is one of my favorite songs of all time. Like his, Ben Gibbard's cover of Avril Lavigne is spectacular. Uh, and honestly, I thought when he married Zoe Deschanel, I was like, okay, so any kids they have are going to be the greatest musicians of all time, and I'll listen to them <laughs> forever. No, that didn't go so well. But yeah, no. well, you know. <laughs> It, that's that's a, a hard lesson in celebrating celebrities, I guess. <laughs> I love all the Death Cab love. The Death Cab is fucking dope. Death Cab, yeah. Death Cab yes. is great. Postal Service is great. Everything Ben Gibbard touches is great. Ben Gibbard is one place. of the like, best funny lyricists. I think it'd be funny if you did a, just like the Postal Service stuff, but they have to play on like two separate stages on opposite sides of the <laughs> venue. <laughs> He has to run back. <laughs> to run, right, service, to but the like... beat the Owl City didn't steal. Oh my god! And then you got half a beat. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, All right, Death Cab for Cutie off the board at seventh round for for a guy. Uh, for a girl, Dre, and that means we are to Sarah for your seventh pick. Take and we have... again. <laughs> <laughs> and what you got for us? Okay. I just can't talk today. It's all right. Uh, this is going to be my super obscure pick where I would be shocked if anybody knew this boy band because they basically had two songs and then vanished. And I found out that apparently they released an album like three years ago that I had no idea about. But I'm going with a BB Mac. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Yeah, I definitely thought oh, you were going to say Tool. No, <laughs> I don't want. That was my next pick. That was a, that was a, yeah. BB Mac, they were openers for Britney Spears's Oops, I Did It Again tour that I saw. <laughs> and I fell in love with these three Brits from Liverpool. And uh, they came out with one song of Back Here, and then I think one more, and then they vanished. And to never be heard of again, apparently they released a song three years ago. But they were, it's a great song. And I just, because Kyle stole Harry, I needed another UK band. So I will never be back. I'm gonna be gotcha. All right. Does anyone know of BB Mac? Kyle? Yes. Right. I do not. And yes. I'm really bummed out because I thought you could talk about my favorite obscure British boy band that I'll talk about <laughs> later. And I was bummed out that it wasn't them. I I think everybody knows BB Mac. They they just have to hear the chorus of yeah here I am <laughs> alone it'll hit you BB oh. Mac is a lot like Savage Garden in that That's once you hear it you're like oh yeah okay this is, this is what this is yes 
Also, Savage That's Garden. I've never heard them. someone say, this is a lot like Savage Garden. Oh, Savage Garden is dope, Kyle. Don't you come at me. All I love right? them. Shut up, Austin. You're drunk. I love Savage Garden. I've just never heard the analogy. Sidebar, when you Google BB Mac, one of the first things that come up is a SoundCloud account for BB Smack, and the S is a dollar sign. Oh, I thought it was going to be Toby Mac, the great Christian rapper. Ah, yeah. I saw him live. <laughs> Diversity. Uh, you saw Toby Mac live? <laughs> this is going to be a whole other podcast. we got to talk about this later. <laughs> I've also seen him live. My first concert was Skillet, if anybody remembers yeah, Skillet. Yeah, it was mine <laughs> too. That was mine, yeah. Some good old Christian rock right there. Anyway, um, shout out B.B. Mac. Baby. Well, B.B. Mac is off the board in case anyone was hoping to get them. They are available now. Um, but that Here means we are yeah. back around for the eighth round and we're still with you sarah what you got for us this time okay so bb mac finished off one of my nights uh that was my saturday around the world which will be beatles bb mac and bts god i forgot you got the bbb uh oh i didn't plan that (laughs) and now i'm gonna finish off my friday night which is keeping it in the family we had the Jackson Five and the Jonas Brothers, and I'm ending it with a uh, 98 degrees. The Hell lesser yeah. appreciated. In yeah. sync and BSB took their thunder, but 98 degrees I stand for. <laughs> Drew Lachey is now hosting Love Is Blind. Not Nick Lachey, sorry. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Nick Lachey hosting Love Is Blind is I, honestly saving him for me. Like. It, yeah. It's amazing, but they. He's been unbelievable in that role. Yeah. No. <laughs> 98 Degrees was awesome. And they got pushed to third place by the other two. But I stand for them. They had such great songs. And I have to say the hottest members, in my opinion. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. I'm, I'm ending my Friday night of keeping it in the family with uh, the trio of brothers of, and 98 Degrees. Uh, I, oh. I, don't, I only know one 98 Degrees song. And it's because I went to a friend's 12th birthday party and her mom like the party favor was mix cds that like my friend had put together and made for us and there was a 90 degree song on that mix cd and that's the only reason that that was how i found out who they were do you still have the cd i'm sure somewhere yeah excellent you should (laughs) go ahead my sister owned that that cd and i remember being like I, i i wanted to be like the, the person that just liked them because they weren't the other the other two big bands. But really, they had great songs, you know? They, it was a really good album. Um, I don't remember and any and rising. <laughs> they have a great collaboration that came out when Mulan came out. They're on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. That's right. Wonder. Yes. And it's, yeah. that's right. It is a fucking bop, and I will it's die on that. So I feel like that <laughs> is the poor man, that's the poor man's version of when in sync worked with Phil Collins for that song on the Tarzan soundtrack. I love so. you. You are correct. Wait, no, yes. poor man. <laughs> yeah, so yours is the worst version. Same <laughs> Now we're fighting. Any other thoughts and, on 98 okay. Degrees? All right, 98 Degrees off the board. I was not expecting that one, but I'm glad, I'm glad it happened. <laughs> I'm glad it happened. Uh, so, Damon's passive aggressiveness is my favorite passive aggressiveness. <laughs> no, I like them though. I just, I just wasn't expecting <laughs> that to happen. That's all. But well, I should have once I saw the boy bands happening because yeah. they're they are a good boy band. 
I think Nick Lachey was always my favorite from from the old days, but I don't know about him anymore. Um, and he's in a very healthy relationship, apparently, from what I gather from the Love Is Blind uh, power couple reunion. That's Thank you. Peak, I would have sat here for three hours. That's like celebrity news. And I hear he's in a very healthy relationship. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shit. How so left that reunion without an assault charge? Yeah, I'm gonna start my own blog. It's just based on what I. Five second clips of what I see of celebrities. Eh, it seems fine. <laughs> Moving on to you. <laughs> All right. Um, that means we are moving along back to Dre. And before we do, let's take that quick break. Hey, and we're back. And we're just in night three of our dream musical lineup draft. And we're back to Dre for your pick number eight. What you got for us? Okay, this is, again, I feel like this is very random. They were on my list. Um, and again, part of it is just me, early 2000s. Also, I, there was some Los Angeles slander earlier, so I feel like I need to defend my hometown. Um, and they were just like, they're, they were coming up just, it's very California, very me, like 2000, you know, 16-year-old me just... Chris now PCH listening to Incubus. Uh, yes. <laughs> Morning View yes. is one of my favorite. It's like a non-stop yes. album. You know, they recorded Malibu here. It is just immaculate vibes. <laughs> um, I love Incubus. Uh, I really, they're, all their albums are really great. And they put on a really great show. Um, so I think, you know, Death Cab, Incubus kind of have like, in the vibes. Um, yes. So yeah, that's, I'm, I'm throwing an incubus there for my for my eighth pick. Eighth pick. Oh my eighth god. Pick. Hell <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kristen, you a fan? No, it's not really my thing. But it just makes me think of this girl who used to sit next to me in middle school who like would write incubus on her arm like a tattoo like every day. Oh, that was me. <laughs> Have you found her what? and found out if she actually got it tattooed ever since then? She did not. She, and she's got a lot of tattoos, which is disappointing. Because yeah. I know was she it had Sharpie? the opportunity. Probably. Classic. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, once Light Grenades came out, I was like, oh my god, this band is speaking to me. They're they're great. I mean, Reason, I, I just always think about that song and that video. I think they're, honestly, I said this to one of my coworkers yesterday because uh, one of their songs was playing. One of the most underrated bands I can think of, really. Like, they just, just don't get talked about enough. They're yeah. so diverse and so talented. I love his voice. Um, I'm so glad Incubus got picked. Um, yeah, Sarah? Yeah. Great pick. The second you said California and driving down, I was like, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> it's not 311? 311? I'm a fan. Great pick. 31. 311. <laughs> uh, anyone else uh, want to say a word about about Incubus before we move on? No? All right. Yeah, I'll, no, I'll, I'll talk about Incubus for a bit. Uh, they're fucking dope. I... I was the like early iPod generation, uh, and I had Light Grenades was the first album I bought, on uh, mostly because a buddy of mine on Drumline loved Incubus, and I was like, okay, well, I want to be friends with him, so let me buy this album and pretend like I've been into them from the start. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert: we're still friends. <laughs> uh, 
Incubus is great. They were they were one of those bands where I was like, wow, I don't know if they're like heavy or if I'm supposed to feel emotion. And then I was just like, oh, I'll just feel whatever they're telling me to feel. I don't have to like pretend to figure out what they're into. It's just like, hell yeah. They were like, the first band I listened to post-American Pie soundtrack where I was just like, hell yeah. <laughs> this is just what's happening. Hell yeah. yeah. American Pie getting a shout out. What a before and after. What a marker. Oh, oh if you want to, would, would, honestly, if I had gotten picked to host y'all's pod, it would have been like, nah, maybe I'll pick just like, we'll do a best songs from American Pie soundtrack draft. So now is out. Now that's what I call music is just out. <laughs> Changing what he would have done if he had won the raffle, which he didn't. I said maybe. <laughs> um, well, Austin, uh, Let's talk some more because we are to you for your eighth pick, which you got for us. All right. This is one where this is one of my favorite bands of all time. I think one of it. uh, I don't think it is one of the most progressive bands of all time. I'm going to talk about them for a bit before I say the name of the band, because I don't want anybody to discredit them, but uh they are they're marxist they're incredibly pro animal rights they are very on the forefront of gay liberation they're anti-fascist uh and their first album was a scathing critique of anybody who participated in live aid for not uh really caring about the issues that they pretended to care about they could have been drafted in the 90s draft. They were not. It would have been their worst song. I am going with the band Chumbawamba. <laughs> yep. Chumbawamba is fucking dope. They were uh, squatting in different uh, apartments in England, in the UK, in the early 80s. They... Uh, are incredibly anarchist they uh gm bought the rights to one of their songs pass it alone and they after gm gave them a hundred thousand dollars they gave all of the money to an anti-corporate activist who was trying to discredit gm um their album pictures of starving children still sell records was a critique of live aid they were incredibly anti they were against Everybody who was just like, let's just do cocaine and sell records. Uh, When they formed with EMI, it was after EMI had already discredited the um, shitty people that they had been working with. Chumbawamba is an incredible band. Their songs are fucking dope. They are, I honestly think, the best artists that I have picked in this entire draft. They sound like they'd be really fun at really fun at parties they sound like they'd be (laughs) blessed yeah and they've been around for 30 years they're fucking tight tight. um but when i was alluding to people that are against queen it's because queen was just like ah fuck apartheid we're gonna perform in south africa anyway and chumbawamba was like no you guys are bitches question do you think chumbawamba will decline to play since queen is there no because will be donating all of the proceeds. This is a, a zero-sum game here. 
I'm not making any money based on this. Hell yeah. I've only ever heard tub thumping, so I I I mean I have no idea what to expect out of this concert. Does is anyone else have any other experience with Chumbawamba? Excellent. I'm very happy for all of you because you get to experience it for the first time. <laughs> I've never heard of them, but every like your whole introduction to them was a pitch for me to not like them. It was like <laughs> you were hitting like all these check marks. Where I'm like, wow, they sound awful. I, this does not sound like a good time. <laughs> but Tub Thumping is one of the best one hit wonders of all time. So I, lo- I love that song. I almost I think want to he's get... making the case that it's not a one-hit wonder. Now. It's not a like one-hit wonder. <laughs> I mean, t- technically, did I don't know if any other hits actually became a hit, but they I did. Am... Amnesia, homophobia, Nazi—they're incredibly anti-fascist. Wow, they're really they're subtle. Dope. Yeah, they're just yeah. <laughs> I, I bet they show. never brought a guitar to a social event unasked and then <laughs> play. Can we please uh, hold a clip of Kyle hearing the, the name and then just dying and put that in the group? <laughs> because I think Kyle legit just keeled. I had like seven it's different bands here. in my head when he was like going on this amazing, which the and none of them incredible. were Chumbawamba. None of them nope. were Chumbawamba. Nope. Chumbawamba. I love, Chumbawamba. I love you, Austin. I love it. It's amazing. Wow. All right. Well, I'll, I'll put my three favorite songs. In the chat, but it's going to be amnesia, homophobia, and Nazi. <laughs> okay. I've, I'm intrigued to hear what these sound like. I wonder what those uh, songs are about. <laughs> in the meantime, we're going to keep it going. We're moving along to Kyle's eighth round pick. What you got? Oh, fuck. I wasn't ready. Uh, Chumble Wumba really threw me off my game. <laughs> yeah, we're all scrambling you know- now, Kyle. We're all, all of our boards no, no. are fucked. Like, you know the, the bitch of this? Because I've been bitching about this a lot, and I'm going to give Kristen a break. I'm just going to bitch about it one more time. But I've had Lady Gaga in a specific slot since the beginning of this podcast, and I still haven't replaced her. So now I'm forced to, like, because my, my night three is going to be completely fucked over. The theme is when I pick this person. Because I'm sorry I wanted you inherited them. my good taste, Kyle. <laughs> I don't know what to fucking tell you. Well, because I had one other person that doesn't work with any of the three themes, and I was—I thought I was going to be really clever about picking them, and then one, uh, Dom picked Kendrick really early, and we started talking about the the Black Panther soundtrack, and then uh, Austin started talking about like my favorite composer, who is not this guy, um, but I'm going to go with him anyway because I would love to hear Ludwig Göransson at a music festival. Um, if you're not familiar with him, he has scored, obviously, Black Panther. He has scored The Mandalorian. He scored the Creed mm-hmm. movies, New Girl, <laughs> uh, Community. He works a lot with uh, Childish Gambino. Um, yeah, not my favorite composer of all time, but I think it's in terms of, like, right now, and I'm picking a lot of artists that are not, I'm not picking them from, like, their current era, but I want Ludwig right now because he is just at the top of his fucking game. I mean, everything he scores is just so memorable. Um, and I think it would be so fun in night three because you've got him and Harry and my supergroup. So it's kind of a weird all over the place night, uh, but I am still into it. I want him to open the night just to, to throw people off. They're coming off of night two 
probably calling their therapist. I'm, I'm going to hook them up with a referral to Kristen. Um, and night three, they can come in and be like, all right, cool. We're back into some fun music. Um, yeah. I just want to hear Ludwig. I mean, the, the set would be wild because you could just pick from any of the millions of things he's scored. But uh, it's going to be very Black Panther. Black Panther heavy, that's for sure. So, yeah. Had to go with Ludwig. That's inspiring. Very like left field, but it makes a lot of sense. Uh, did they have Hans Zimmer do some festival, festival lineups? I think recently he has. He, he did Coachella. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there's precedent for it. I feel like Ludwig would be even better in a situation like that. Even like, I don't know. He has some some really interesting sounds. I'd sign me up for that. Uh, anyone else buying a ticket to this one for that? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm all that- in. I'm glad that Kyle oh, yeah. found a way to flex his, his uh, film bro muscles in a in a music Ooh. draft. <laughs> <laughs> in the original draft, I picked Howard Shore, so he did. I that's true. I I'm very pro Kyle doing whatever the no, fuck but he wants. yeah, I'm I'm here for it. Any other thoughts on Ludwig, Kristen, Dre? What is his last name? Not Dorian. not the um. Not the composer I would have picked if I was going to pick a composer for my music festival, but a solid pick for sure. Very on brand, which is the theme of Kyle's festival. So, <laughs> it's, yeah, and my, my theme is fuck you. These are all the stuff I like. Listen to it or don't. <laughs> yes, I love that. I'm just realizing that I I could have picked John Williams, and now I'm really sad. <laughs> you still could. You still could. No, you can't. I'm done. You have I, one pick <laughs> left. John Williams is a, a super, super group. group. Right. Uh, nah, okay. I'll just yeah, write John my- Williams is a super group. <laughs> yeah, it's just Jurassic Park. Jaws. Just Jurassic Park. Jaws. And All Jaws. Jaws. All Jaws. All right. I believe that's uh that's it for that one. And let's go ahead and move along. We are to oh that's me, for my eighth pick. Yay. Um. The theme of this round is nobody is prepared. Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anymore. Um, um, this I could go. I have rock band and rock and the rock and then the disco and then the animals. I don't know what I'm doing, guys. Um, I don't even know. I, I think I've lost my theme, but I'll figure it out at the end. Um, I am going to draft. You know what? This sure. Let's do it. Um. This is someone who I talked about recently on the 2000s draft. Um, just at like during my high school years, just everywhere, super popular, uh, especially where I grew up. Um, it's just when you're in Louisiana, the, you you tend to have certain feels and, and loves, and this is one that just it was natural, and I think a show in this kind of uh, magnitude with this. This lineup, I think it would work really well. Um, Little Wayne, gotta go with my guy, Little Wayne. Um, I don't even know he'd play a lot of his hits, do do all kinds of different features, and just just have Little Wayne do Little Wayne stuff. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd fit on on night two. I think I'd I'm gonna do no doubt Missy and Little Wayne. I think that'd be a fun night. That would be amazing. So, be a really good yes. night. I am buying tickets to your, really to your fun. festival for sure. I don't expect to survive your festival, but I'm there. I'm totally there for it. <laughs> That's the plan. No one leaves. <laughs> uh, anyone else a fan of Little Wayne other than me and Dom? 
Of course. Hell yeah. yeah. I like that you say Little Wayne. I really like how you say Little Wayne. Which makes it sound like Lil Wayne. It's kind of like that's like the Jonas Daddy's version of your like picks. Like he used to be Lil Wayne, but now he's Little Wayne. He grew up. Little Wayne. He grew up and he's Little Wayne now. Need a collab with the Jonas Daddies and Little Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) I forget you have to say like Lil. Like Lil. Lil, Lil, but it's always I, I can't. I guess it just comes out as little always. Um, good in the hood. Oh yeah, he got me into codeine. That he did. He he got a lot of people into codeine. That that's one of the the cons of Little Wayne. But uh, all right, that's my eighth pick. I'd have someone from Louisiana. So, moving on, we are back to Dom for your eighth pick. What you got for us? Yeah, so I love that. Um, I feel like each of us has had like a just for me pick, uh, and this is my time to do that. So I will be taking um, probably my favorite, probably my favorite artist of all time, uh, Mac Miller. Um, you should Mac take Miller that prop is, out of there. I'm just huh? like, yeah, yeah it, he's just like part of my soul. Like, and he, like I. I fell in love with him in 2010 when I was in high school and he was like, his music was so straightforward and it was just like party kid music. And, you know, his, his first like blue slide park, same similar vibe. And then he started to get into like watching movies and uh, with the sound off and like his music evolved as I was getting old too. And we got to like, I got to age with it. Um, I remember when Circles came out, which was his last out, the album that came out after he died. Um, and it was the first time since, first time. I think, uh, Death Cab's album, where I remember where I was and I just laid on the floor and like listened to it straight through. Because I think it dropped like a little early. It came out at like midnight and I was like driving home and I was freaking out. I was like, I have to get home so I can listen to this whole thing now. Um, so yeah, he's 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 very special. Like I think his death is probably the celebrity death that impacted me the most uh, in my life, and I fucking love him. And it I wouldn't be being true to myself if I did not take Mac Miller. One of my earliest core memories of Dominic is that we were it was peak pandemic. We were quarantined up at his mom's place in upstate New York, and his dad called and's from Oregon and said, "You got a package," and oh. it's from this Mac Miller thing and Dominic thought and was confused. And then he was like, Oh no. Oh no. And I was like, what did you do? What happened? And then I heard this whole story about how during a pre-sale excitement moment may or may not have been very intoxicated. Dominic pre-ordered like four sweatshirts and like three long sleeve tees and baseball caps. He doesn't wear long sleeves or baseball caps. And he only wears like two sweatshirts and, but nope. Like all this stuff. And it's I like bought... the worst color combinations on some of the stuff. It would be like burnt orange with like green writing. And it's like, what? Why do we have all this? It was one of my peak sad boy nights of my entire life. And I was I was very in my feelings and I was very listening to Mac Miller and the <laughs> the pre-sale was happening and I decided that I don't uh, wear hats, but I'm gonna buy three of them. And that's yeah. that's what we'll do. And then over the next like two years. Uh, I would randomly get another package and it would be like, oh, here's the hat that you also bought. And it would just be this great reminder of this this uh, drunken sad boy night that I had where I spent probably close to like $450 on Mac Miller uh, merchandise. I don't know what these stairs are, but I love them. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I hope we can keep this. 
For anyone who's really confused about what we're talking about with stairs, um, our our call decided to switch us to uh, together together mode. mode. So we are all on these weird stairs. I'm not on the stairs anymore because I changed it back to grid view. I was gonna say I just turned it off. I don't know how it's not it's not turning off for everyone. Oh, I didn't realize that was okay. Yep. I'm still. On, I'm, I'm gonna stay on the stairs. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Dre, are you a fan of Mac Miller? No. <laughs> oh. I have zero connection, but I love that it means so much to you. Are we recording? <laughs> yes, we are. Yes. We've been recording this whole time. Oh, all right. My bad. Awesome. You gotta just mute, bud. Just mute. <laughs> you you Faster bedtime. Um. No. Uh. Kyle, I know you're a fan of Mac Miller. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, we were talking off uh, during one of the breaks. Um, I think we were talking about Janis Joplin or something, and Kristen mentioned how, like, it just doesn't get easier. And I remember Mac Miller very vividly. That just fucking, it's still, I mean, talking about him still, it's rough because there's just so much more we could have gotten. Um, yeah, he's. He, I, I didn't have the same exact experience you had, Don, but I very vividly remember listening to him initially and being like okay I, I like this artist but he doesn't leave a, a big impression and then i think it was circles that i kind of came around and was like yeah I, I there's something about it that just i had like a light bulb moment um yeah this is an excellent excellent final pick or almost final pick <laughs> all right mac miller off the board and that means we're moving along to Kristen for her pick Eighth round, what you got for us? Here comes me. So I'm gonna go with the my my third act for my second night, which is a, another band. They are. It's probably one of my favorite, maybe my favorite like festival experience that I ever had. And so I just want to selfishly recreate this for everybody else. Um, but I, when I went to Coachella, got to see Neutral Milk Hotel play, and they played a sunset set. And so it was just a very like dramatic time. They they never really play live, especially anymore. They don't allow recordings of their shows or photographs. So like they don't even show like on the screens, like on the displays. So like you just have to be watching like the stage. They tell everybody to like put their phones away and just like be in this moment like kind of thing. And so I it was just really cool and really refreshing. And side benefit. Uh, was that Lana Del Rey was going on after this. And so there were a lot of really shitty teens who were just very excited to see Lana Del Rey who'd gotten to the front early around all these Neutral Milk Hotel fans who had gotten to the front because we know they're not going to be on the screens. And they started playing the saws and singing about Jesus Christ and they all, and a bunch of them just left. And they're just like, nope. It's like, too weird. I'm, th- I'm out. Like, can't handle it. And it was just like a great, like, yeah, go. You should go. So, so I am I am going to take Jeff Mangum and his friends, and they will just play in the airplane over the sea straight through, which is the only way to listen to it. It's a no-skip straight-through album. And that is going to be my penultimate pick. Hell yeah. Kyle, what do you think about that one? Uh, Neutral Milk Hotel has been, like, at the top of bands i want to see live for the longest time um yeah i envy that experience so much because i would have just sat there and gleefully laughed when that happened um, it's hysterical yeah uh amazing stuff i implore anyone who doesn't know who she's talking about to just go 
Yeah, Sarah, I see you. Um, <laughs> uh, so just go listen to them. They're so fun, and they're if you get if you get in the right mood and they're on, you can just sit there and like tune out and just go through their entire discography. They're fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah, Dre, your thoughts on Neutral Milk Hotel? You know, they come up a lot, like on like like adjacent to my music, but I've never really gotten into them. But I think I will, and I know. They're April Ludgate's favorite band after Mouse Rat. I was going to say, if you like April Ludgate, if you like Stephen Colbert and John Green, yeah. then you will, you're welcome yeah. to the club. Yep. Yeah. So I will go put that album on and just listen all the way through. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I've heard some of their music and everything. They're good. What I just found out while Googling them is uh, they're from my uh, stomping grounds. They're from uh, Ruston, Louisiana, where I went to college. So yeah, that is I didn't know that. I, that's cool. Another Louisiana band right there. The album uh, also scratches my weird itch for like all things like sad and spooky, and it's about it's about Anne Frank. He wrote it like after reading the Diary of Anne Frank and wanted to make it like a modern like reemergence of it. And I'm like, oh cool, we get to like be like sad and weird. It's so fucking like, on brand for you. <laughs> yeah, my theme apparently is just like sad, weird, mysterious dad vibes, and like. That's just what's gonna happen. And Lady Gaga. Kristen, you've got to you've got to go to Penny and Sparrow. They have a trilogy of songs about death. You're gonna Amazing. I'm gonna send them to you. Dope. Did I hear you right that they play saws? Yeah, they, like one yep. like he sits in front and he like this one kid who's like always sitting every time they play has like a weird hat on at all times and he like takes out like the saws and like plays the saws and just like scratches vinyls on like an old like phonograph and stuff. And then there's a giant man and a long beard with a tuba, and it's a whole, it's a whole event. This sounds like my possibly favorite thing in the entire world. It's incredible. Throw, yeah. Like, a weapon into your band, I'm all for it. There you so, go. Yes. Dig it. All right, Neutral Milk Hotel off the board, and before we get to the very last round, let's take that break. All right, so Kristen just gave us her penultimate pick with Nutri-Milk Hotel. And now, are you going with the supergroup? Going with a, a curveball a, a night pick? What you got for us? I have decided to go with the supergroup. And in ex- like, so in explaining it, I want to run down what my, what my theme is. I'm going to do my reveal for my supergroup thing. So the name of this festival is Your Friendly Neighborhood Music Venue. And every night is a different theme night, like you might see at your local music venue. So starting off, it's ladies' night. We'll be starting off with Spice Girls during the daytime. Everybody can get good and day drunk and dance around and have a blasty blast. And then Janis Joplin will play us through the sunset set. And then we will end the night with Lady Gaga. For the next night, it's Battle of the Bands. We'll be starting off with the Strokes again. We're going to dance around in the sunshine during the day. Neutral Milk Hotel will play their sunset set, and My Chemical Romance will close out the evening. And for the last day, which is a Saturday, because I've decided to do a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so we can have a recoup day. Sunday, without having to take the day off from work, we are old. I am going to do Close for a Private Event. These are going to be artists that, for me, really say a lot about, like, personal growth and development and, like, make me think of that gif of, like, Jimmy Jr. just, like, feeling himself and, like, slow dancing with his <laughs> headphones on kind of thing. So that's going to be where we have David Bowie, who just plays all day into the nighttime. 
And then when it gets dark, we'll have our LCD sound system come out. And then we will have our super group where we will just play songs that make you think and dance and laugh and cry. And it will be a Bowie Gaga LCD sound system, Julian Casablanca strokes, Neutral Milk Hotel extravaganza. So we will have rock instruments, we'll have orchestral instruments, we'll have saws, and we'll have lots of synthesizers. And then I think to wrap up the night and going with my spooky mountain man mountain. mode, um, we will just have Julian Casablancas and James Murphy and David Bowie and Jeff Mangum and um, whatchamacallit, uh, Gerard Way, and they will just do a cover of the Spider-Man theme song and <laughs> alluding back to the name of the festival and that will close out the show wow who who was in the super group all again i did not catch everyone it would be david bowie lc sound system lady gaga the strokes and neutral milk hotel wow that is that sounds amazing i really like the, your themes that you, you set up like that i dig it i would buy a ticket kyle your your thoughts yeah, I think, I think initially, I the reason I asked about the supergroup was like if we wanted to save one big band, like we wanted to really hear by the nine pick. But now hearing the supergroup, especially, it's a great like summation of how weird the uh, the festival is. And I, I say that with love, Kristen, because I love how weird this festival is. Um, yeah, I'm so here for all of it. I, yeah, just hearing the names too, like right next to each other, is is wild. Just Dre. How are you feeling about this one? Would you buy a ticket? I absolutely would buy a ticket for Supergroup alone, but it just, that sounds, I like the kind of progression of like from daytime to evening for each night. And it just, it feels like kind of like an inclusive, you're welcoming, welcoming me into your festival, a person who does not like festivals, but I would go to that one. <laughs> yes. Dig it. Dig it. Sarah, would you go? I would. I may not know a lot of it, but I'm all I'm a fan and it sounds like it's good vibes. And I like the idea of starting the day drinking and going into the night. So and I appreciate the Sunday recovery day. Yes. You got me. You got me mainly for the Spider-Man tie-in. Like that that's that's all. I'm I'm in for that alone. But I mean, seeing Lady Gaga and David Bowie on stage together would I yeah. yes. In my I'm mind, they're like fronting this thing, and then like Julian gets to just like play his instruments, and James Murphy gets to stand in the back and hiding like he likes to do and play his like cowbells and stuff, and he doesn't have to be in front of too many people, which I know he's really stressed out about. So like we let the front people do their front person thing, and we let the background people do their background thing. I dig it, Austin. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm very pro. Uh, I would love to see MCR. Obviously, I would love to see David Bowie. And Bowie slash uh, Gaga would be an incredible performance. Yeah. Yes. All right. Any other thoughts on the friendly neighborhood venue? That that was the name, correct? Correct. Yes. Such a good name. I, I, I love, love it. it. I love the themes. It's I'm 100% will be at that uh, at that festival. All right. All right, guys, that is the first complete festival. We have a really good one. Let's complete that second one. Dom, where do you 
what you got for us. Yeah, so I think uh, I'm going to sort of do the same format that Kristen did in terms of like revealing my theme and the name. Um, The name of my festival uh, is going to be Millennial Fest Back to the Future. And the basic idea of it is we are going to celebrate all of the millennial music and we are going to start in the 2010s. Uh, the first day, Mac Miller will be our day set. Taylor Swift will play a super long and beautiful uh, sunset set. And then Kendrick will come on at night and play forever. Um, day two, we'll move into the 2000s. Uh, and it'll be Blink-182, followed by Sync, and then Outcast to close us out. And day three, we will get back into the 90s with uh, Nirvana the Beastie Boys, and then to close out the entire festival will be my super group of everyone I drafted. They will all be on stage, and what they will do is essentially play like uh, a now CD, like the greatest hits of being a millennial. So they will go through the 90s, and they will do covers of all of the best hits, and they will go through each decade and do, you know, obviously some of their own music, but then also like cover some of the other iconic music and just take us uh, on a journey back from the 90s up to uh, present day. As a millennial kid, I, I am there. I already told you I was buying a ticket, but I definitely, definitely dig the theme. I'm there. Kyle? I love the reverse journey because um, it's like, you start out, I feel like you, this tests who is really there for the whole festival. And you start out with that that first day. And then that's a test. Day two starts and you're like, okay, the people who are sticking around, like, I want to hang out with those people. <laughs> um, and then the super group, just going through that, those greatest hits, I feel like I would never want it to end. Like, I feel like that would be the longest set because it's just, they would, it's just bangers after bangers. So that's, yeah, uh, I love it. I think I would just be crying the whole time. I'd be like, this is too emotional for me. (laughs) This is overload. Yeah, I think your festival would actually kill me. Like, I would just (laughs) die of all the nostalgia and the tears and the joy. I dig it. Austin, your thoughts? Uh, Yeah, Dom had pretty much all of my favorite artists that I wanted to draft. Uh, so I'm just mad. Yeah. <laughs> Very I, just, I just really like the idea of Kurt Cobain and Taylor Swift getting to hang out. I feel like that's oh yeah, gonna, that's just gonna be nice. That'd be amazing. It's yeah, Dom's Fest is just like people who wrote their own songs, and then were vindicated for it. Stop it! Oh my god, <laughs> Dre, Dre, would you go to this one? Um, hell yeah. Just, well, Nirvana alone, but I'm just thinking, like, Blink-182 and Beastie Boys, I, it all, it's so good. And then also, I kind of laugh, because I think Blink-182 spoofed all the boy bands, right? So them and NSYNC together, it's, it's just, it's magic waiting to happen. True. All right. So, I believe that is Dom's festival right there, and that means we're moving on to the next one. And that will be myself. All right. So my festival is called Merge Music Fest. Uh, It's set on a beach off the coast of an island in the Caribbean. Three nights of music mixed with art installations. You're going to have fair rides, virtual reality immersions, um, and just 
all all the little different fun things you can do throughout the time if you don't want to just listen to the music. Um, I just want you to completely get away from the real world and just be like you're in a just into this complete castaway island of just music and visuals. So um, for night one, uh, my opener is Panic at the Disco, and then we roll on into Glass Animals, um, and then we're going to go into to Zeppelin from there mm-hmm. for the headliner day one. Um, night two, uh, we're going with No Doubt starting it off, and then we're bleeding into Missy Elliott, and then Florence and the Machines closing out the night, um, and then night three. Uh, it's just going to be a real fun party night. We're starting off with Little Wayne, and then we're going to be dancing with Daft Punk, and then we're going to finish it off with with my super group, okay? And we're going to have Florence. We're going to have Brendan Urie. We are going to have Gwen Stefani. We're going to have No Doubt with the with the instruments. We are going to have Bonham on the drums. And yeah, it's just going to be something completely unique and never heard before. It's going to be some some really great rock sounds with just some beautiful singers. I have no idea what they're going to, to sound like, but just the idea of Florence and Brendan singing together along with Gwen's energy and, and you know, you have no doubt in, in Bonham playing together. I just think uh, it would be something you've never seen before. And that, I want that at my at my festival. So that is Merge Music Fest. Dom, would you go? I fucking love it. I love the eclectic group you put together. I love how, and I say this in a great way, all over the place it is. Like, it it sounds like a great fucking time. And, like, how you described it with, like, having sort of, like, rides there and, like, and, like art installations. It's a whole fucking vibe and a whole, uh, like, little town I get to live in for the weekend and just listen to some of the best music ever and and love it thank you sarah would you go absolutely i would pay good money to go to this because like dom was saying this sounds like like a little village i can go to for a couple of days and chill and even find out like the band i can go see the art installations and uh, i want it to be real (laughs) kristen would would you buy a ticket yeah i'm on the same level as sarah like i'm not i don't love all of these so like it's nice that there's other stuff to do. So like when it's like, okay, like, all right, this is like my time to like go check this thing out and then I'll come back over like for this thing. So like, I, I like that like aspect of it. It's not going to be like such a stressful weekend. Kyle, what about you? Yeah. Um, there is no, there's no stress. Like it, it sounds ideal to just get away. I'm also really intrigued by that super group because it is a very like, almost like, um, dangerous mix like any one of those i don't know i just having never like heard any of those together it is a wild mix of personalities and i don't know i'm thinking like bottom on the drums with with some of those people and it's just very interesting it feels like it could like blow up at any point but if it didn't it would be the greatest super group of all time so i i'm really into it that's why they're going last so you know whether (laughs) it's bad or good it's it's okay because everyone's going home yeah now it's over (laughs) Uh, what about you, Dre? Would, would you go? Oh, absolutely. And I think your night two was that No Doubt, Missy, and Florence, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That is something that could potentially happen in real life. You know, I know it, the, the chances are slim, but not zero. 
And I, I, I would be there for that in a heartbeat. And I, yeah, I love it. Thank I love you. all of your fans. Like I would see every single one. I appreciate that. All right. That is Merge Music Fest. That was a lot of fun. And now we are to Kyle for your music fest. Break it down for us, man. Yes. Uh, all right. So I've already kind of gotten into the nights a little bit, but uh, my festival is called, as Damon and especially Austin know, my least favorite thing about these fucking podcasts is naming things. Um, so I'm just going with the, the low-hanging fruit. This is called the Tired Festival. It's spelled T-Y-R-E with the parentheses <laughs> around D festival. Um, it's in a mattress firm warehouse. We are all just going to chill and listen to this music. And if we want to take a nap, we can take a break and take a nap because we're all fucking tired after two years of this shit. Uh, so night one is called When Y'all Were Young. We're starting off with, with the person who needs a nap more than basically any of us, uh, Billy Joel, coming hot out of <laughs> 87 Russia. Um, we're jumping to ABBA, who will, you know, if we're not taking a nap, wrap us up in a warm hug and make us want to dance. We're jumping to Fleetwood Mac after that, who will break our hearts on uh, stage um, and then heal us with the chain. Uh, and then night two is drink your sad bitch juice. We're starting with uh, the swell season, getting us nice and like kind of sad, but really just like melancholy. It's not terrible, right? It's just like a nice melancholy kind of love. We jump to Penny and Sparrow where we like hear a bunch of songs inspired by Les Miserables characters. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, Hell yeah. And, uh, you know, like a trilogy of songs about death. It's great. It's very introspective. And then you jump to Phoebe Bridgers, who is the only uh, set that night with a full band. Um, and they use it very well with I Know the End. Uh, you end the night with I Know the End with a bunch of primal screaming in a mattress warehouse. Uh, and then we jump to night three, which, you know, I said I wasn't going to mention it again, so I won't, Kristen. Um, but the title of this night is For the Girls, Gays, and Days, which would have been perfect for Lady Gaga. Um, but we are kicking it off with Harry Styles uh, just doing his thing, you know, making us all want to be up on stage with him, jumping to Ludwig, who will give us an amazing uh, set of scores. Um, and then we're jumping to the super group. I am going with the super group. I am going to kind of pivot with some members, but basically the front man of this group is Harry. Um, lead vocals, you've got Phoebe, who is playing guitar and also singing with him. You got Stevie Nicks from Fleetwood Mac. You've got Agnetha from ABBA. Uh, you've got uh, Ludwig providing, I think what would be really fun to hear a lot of these modern artists playing with Ludwig's um, scoring behind them. Um, and then you've got, I didn't think it was like crucial to have a drummer, but I love Harry Styles drummer. So Sarah Jones who tours with him is gonna play drums with them. Um, yeah, and the super, the super group is just gonna, yeah. It's going to be a bunch of all of their individual music, probably some of their original stuff that they'll write together because if you put those creative minds together, of course, they're going to write shit. Um, yeah. And they finish they, out the set the or the, the, the festival where, you know, it's like a hype end. Okay. So I'm not like always ending things on a sad note. This festival ends on this huge hype super group uh, with like Ludwig Goranson blowing everyone's minds. <laughs> you got me at the mattress firm. I yeah. want to lay in a mattress and listen to a music festival. That I, sounds I, I didn't realize how much I wanted to go to a music festival where I could just lay down and listen and take a nap if I wanted to. 
Kristen, would you go? Oh, 110%. I feel like I've been to, like, pre-versions of this, like, warehouse shows, and this is just like that, but, like, to the nth degree. And so I'm just like, hell yeah. It's everything that I love about a good, like, warehouse show just, like, turned up all the way. So, for sure. Hell yeah. What about you, Dre? Uh, yeah. Well, oh, first of all, he had me at tired, because we all tired. Um, but, yeah, I would be there in a second. I think also... I love the juxtaposition of like all of these like sad bands and then you have Harry Styles who's just like light you know like I I would there I would be there in a second laying down in my like little pillow fort yes ticket Austin are you buying a ticket yeah I'll show up that's good that's 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 nice of you Uh, I I think night one would be like I would love night one I would have so much fun and then I'd cry. I'd just be really sad. I'd just sleep the whole time, day two. Like, oh, that's another Phoebe song, and it's so it's so nice, and just put me to sleep. Then day three, I mean, it's just gonna be so fun. Like, you got a lot of different stuff going on. I just feel like I would be so blown away by whatever Ludwig decides to do, especially with that super group. That's maybe the most as far as for uh, as far as what we've said for the super group so far. That's the most intriguing because it, it it's gonna be really some really great uh, melodies and and uh, rhythms in there. So I'm, I dig it. And that is the Tired, the Tired Festival. That is an interesting way to to spell it, but I love it, Kyle. Um, oh, did you not? Did I not make the joke obvious enough? It's like Fire Festival, T-Y. Oh, no, you did. You did. Parentheses D. We got it. No, we got it. Um. All right. So the Tired Festival is booked and ready to go. And now we are moving along to Austin's Festival. What you got for us? Uh, I got. So I don't have to pick a super group. You right? do not have to pick a super group. All right. I honestly, I started the draft thinking, all right, well, I'll pick Queen. Freddie Mercury will be leading my super group and I will be untouchable. Uh, but I did not expect, I think, one of the greatest bands of all time to still be here. And they're one of my favorites. So I have to forego the super group theme and pick the Rolling Stones. Uh, they, they have, they, the live shows that they put on are, I think, untouchable. They have, uh, helped support artists that would not have been able to find a platform without them. Uh, they, they supported BB King, who is just one of the best blues musicians of all time. Um, they, they are, uh, you know, cocaine riddled fools at some points, but they are also just so fucking good at what they do. Uh, so I have to pick Rolling Stones. I mean, I, if you're going to go with someone that's not a super group for your last pick, I, Rolling Stones probably would be one of those picks that you can't get too much shit for because they, I mean, they are the Rolling Stones. Um, 
I find myself liking them more the more and more I listen to them. Like they were one of the bands that like I just didn't care for at all growing up. And just yeah, just as as I keep going and listen to more and more songs, I'm like, yeah, I I definitely like them. You want to give us uh, your spread out for your your festival lineup? Yeah. The night? Uh, so my festival, I, I don't know, I can't see it because I'm on the stairway, but my festival it's called Chuck Fest. Um, we're going with um, oh shit, I wrote it down and now I don't know where my paper went. Uh, but day one. Um. You got this awesome. It'll, yeah, it'll be uh, Frank Ocean starts out day one, then followed by Kesha, then followed by Adele. Day two is Childish Gambino, uh, followed by Lil Richard. Oh, no. Oh, followed by... Nope, sorry. Day two is Chumbawamba will be uh, starting... Then day two, it'll be, and day three will be headlined by Queen. Um, yeah, I honestly, I thought, all right, so if we're only drafting uh, one band, I could draft the original cast of Broadway, and then I could draft every Broadway song ever. But... <laughs> No, Austin. I know. I decided not to. Uh, but that's it. We'll be chill. It'll be pretty low key. A lot of tents. There will be an ASMR tent. So if anybody wants to just like feel some tingles, we'll be having some AMS ASMR artists in a tent. All right. Chuck Fest. I would definitely go personally. Um, when you put Queen, Little Richard, and the Rolling Stones on a lineup, I'm I'm probably going to be there. Um, Dom, are you going? Yeah, I'm going for Queen and Frank Ocean alone, and then everything else is gravy. It's very true. And there's a lot of gravy, to be fair. I'm not saying the rest of it is, is bad, but <laughs> I will be there. <laughs> no matter who else is there, I will be there for Queen and Frank. Kristen, you buying a ticket? Yeah, I'm probably just going to go for Queen, Adele, and Kesha. That's probably that's gonna be where I, my sweet spot. Um, but I also think one of those things where like if you knew it was happening and you could go and you didn't go, like people be like, what the hell's wrong? Like I, it's like, I will go like see all these great bands. I guess, twist my arm, why don't you? Dre, are you excited to see Chumbawamba night two? <laughs> <laughs> I will be there with for tub thumping. <laughs> I don't know. Playing it, but... I don't know. <laughs> eat the rich i guess i don't know what they are um but i'm you know like krista i'm there for queen and kesha and adele you can't that's amazing um and childish gambino but like him and little richard like i i want to see that yes same i was really hoping for a super group because i was really interested in like what kind of combo you were going to go with there austin Honestly, but, uh, I was going to pick Silk Sonic, but Kyle mentioned it earlier, and I was just kind of like, ah, I can't. Oh. Too much. That would have been fun. My super group would have just been Anderson Pac on drums. I don't know. Fair. All right. That is Chuck Fest for our guy Austin. And before we get to that next one, let's take one last quick break. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we just wrapped up Chuckfest with our guy Austin, and we are on to Dre for her final pick for her festival. Let's hear what you got. All right. Um, I'm kind of an elder millennial theme, but my the name of my festival is um, I'm Too Old for This Shit Festival. <laughs> uh, you know, Hell yeah. I don't like going outside. I don't like crowds, but I will say, so I would love it. I would love it at the Hollywood Bowl. Like right now in springtime, it's absolutely beautiful. It's my favorite venue. It's also 10 minutes from my house. So just making it really easy on me. Um, there will be no standing room, no standing, just seats, just wonderful seats for everybody. Uh, <laughs> my night one, I'm going to call it um, sleepover jams with a z 1998 and we're gonna open with lauren hill and then tlc and then destiny's child is gonna close it out and we're all just gonna be living our best sleepover lives um night two queens of pop i think that's gonna be britney whitney elton that would be my order uh elton again puts on an amazing show you know get that energy and then day three we're all a little tired. It's Sunday. <laughs> so we're kind of, uh, we're going to start out with some like chiller death cab and then get a little rocked up for Incubus, like get ready, like for the super group. You've got, Inc you've got Incubus on there. Death cab will run out again. You've got Elton on the keys. And then Whitney is just going to be singing her heart out. Heart out. And um, I would love to see like a little duet with her and Beyonce. <laughs> well, the, the rest of Destiny's Child looks a little sad, um, but I think Whitney and Beyonce on stage would be amazing. So that's my that's my festival. And then we all go home and rest for like three days. <laughs> I am I am here for this amazing name. Kristen, are you buying a ticket? Oh, 100%. This sounds I, like honestly, my big the only thing I don't like about it is like the seats. I hate I hate going to concerts where you have to sit the whole time. So I'm just like, I love it. Like, and being in the same place, I'm like, no, I want to be like in a goddamn field running around. Um, you can go up. If the Hollywood Bowl does have like a picnic area. There you go. So, so I'll be up in the, I will be up there running around yeah. and rolling in the grass. Um, but then, yeah, 110%. Like, I don't know when you would ever get to like, I like the the range and the variety. I like that it, it speaks to the me that loves Elton John and Whitney Houston. And also the me that loves Britney Spears and Death Cab. So yeah. like that's that's a blast for sure. Yeah, it's just really well-rounded. I really like your lineup. Uh, Sarah, are you going? I, I'm going. I'm buying all of my friends' tickets. I'm buying all my nieces and nephews' tickets to show them what good music is. And I love that it's at the Hollywood Bowl because I love that place so much. And it's best. <laughs> oh, it's so pretty. Kyle, it's so good. Are, are you buying a ticket for this one? Yes, I am super in. Um, honestly, I'm not this is not me like discounting the rest of the festival because it's phenomenal, but you said Whitney and Beyonce duetting and I, my brain stopped working. Um, yeah. I'm so into this. The idea of like Elton John on the keys with Whitney Houston and Beyonce singing is a lot. <laughs> it's like, that's almost overwhelming to think about. Bringing tears to my eyes is not even possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm too old for this shit festival. What a name. <laughs> I love it. And that means we are to the very last festival for the day. Sarah, what you got for us? Okay. I don't know if you can tell, but my theme was boy bands. 
No. <laughs> I know. Unbelievable. Shocker. So my festival is called Battle of the Boy Bands. It is going to be a cruise because a lot of boy bands have been doing that lately, which is kind of weird, but whatever. Yes. So it is going to be a cruise along the Pacific coast up to Washington and back. No stops. You're just on the boat the entire time for three days. Um, the first night is going to be the keeping it in the family night. We will start. I already forgot. Oh, yeah. We're going to start with the Jackson 5, go to the Jonas Brothers, and then finish out with 98 Degrees. Uh, night two will be All Around the World, where we start with B.B. Mack and their two songs. And then we go to the Beatles and end it with BTS. And then the final night will be The Goat Night, the greatest of all time. Starting off with New Kids on the Block and then ending it with, of course, the greatest of all time, the Backstreet Boys. And then I kind of went with Dom's route with the supergroup where I'm going to have them all there. And they're going to be singing each other songs. So, like, the Beatles will sing a Backstreet Boys song. BTS will sing a New Kids on the Block song. And that's what we're doing. And then throughout the cruise, there's going to be meet and greets, uh, themed dinner nights, gambling, all of the booze karaoke it's going to be epic and then you can go to your room if you want to be left alone where all of the music video videos will be available all right dom how you feeling about this one you buying a ticket yeah i'm yeah i'm I'm fully in it sounds fucking great this is the greatest uh uh boy band assembled of all time like it's that's crazy that would just break my brain and i'm not even like a boy band person but i'm fucking in and I love the idea of them doing each other's songs. That's a cool twist. Yeah, that's a really cool super group kind of idea. Like, it's almost like it'll be like a, like a melody. I'm sorry, a medley. Like, just one after the other. Mm. I think that. Dre, you going? Uh, hell yeah. And I hate cruises. But I would be there for this in a second. And I was just thinking, like, the idea of, like, the Beatles and BTS. Like, you know, I imagine, like, they're, they're fans. Like, the the their cousins are the same, but different, you know what I mean? Like the, the intensity of the fandom and across the generations and totally different, but they have their, they're similar in that way. I think that'd be really cool. And then also, yeah, I would love to see that super group. (laughs) Kristen, you buying that ticket? This would be the only way to get me on a cruise. I don't, I have zero, I have negative percent interest in like going on a cruise, but like, I will, I will be here for this one, a hundred percent. Cause I think one of like, it kind of builds in like like mine I had kind of seen like as a Coachella thing. And one of the things I love is that you can camp there. So you never have to like leave the bubble. You can like mm-hmm. always be like on the grounds and like there's like stuff going on. So I love the idea of like, yeah, it's just you're in it like a hundred percent of the time. It's like going to Disney World and like staying on the property kind of thing. Like we're just this is it. Like and I love that. Yeah, I've never been on a cruise. I definitely want to. Um, even if I find out I'm seasick, I'll be OK. Um I get to see the Beatles and new kids on the block and Jackson five. I mean, these are some of the most iconic groups of all time, like the Beatles and BTS, like two sides of the same spectrum. Like, like you, like the, y'all were saying, like the intensity of the fans are very similar. I'd be almost kind of scared to be on that, that cruise ship. Little, Yeah. Just that, to be that, honest. Thought. It would. Yeah. I think we may have to have a drink cap every night. <laughs> yes. Kyle, you there, you going? Yeah, going on the trend of not wanting to set foot on a cruise ship, 
You know what? If the way I go out, if the way I die is eating all-you-can-eat crab and staring at Nick uh, Lachey, I'm cool with that. That's fine. Tell my tell my uh, non-existent cats I love them. Um, yeah, I'm I'm into it. I uh, yes, you were listing all the bands, and it's like, and I'm kind of with Dom. Like I'm not even I wouldn't call myself a boy band fan. I would, you know, adjacent, but hearing all of them back to back is just so like holy shit. It's just one after the other, and the Beatles. Like I know we said they are the original boy band, but adding them on top of all that, it's like. I'd almost be afraid to be on the cruise ship because of the fans. But uh, yeah, it's just fucking wild. There's so much good music on that cruise. I love it. I have one more question. Sarah, what song are the Beatles covering? Oh, fuck. Who are they covering? My gut, like my first reaction is to go Backstreet Boys, show me the meaning of being lonely. That is my initial reaction. I can hear I that. Be- yeah. I like that. Okay, that I love is that. The- I love. Can I request? I'm sorry. Just real quick before we end this, can I request that Jackson Five cover either something or Golden Slumbers? Yeah. Because that would be incredible. I can make that happen. I don't know how, but I'll, I'll do my best to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the battle of the boy bands. And that is a wrap on this draft, y'all. that that was a marathon what a trip thank y'all so much for being with us for this one y'all um we will never ask you to do a long one like this again but it was such a (laughs) fucking blast um does anyone have anything to say the people at home before we get out of here can i Uh, I just want to add in that my festival will be produced by katie banky (laughs) (laughs) i love that sarah I had two that I I feel like I'm going to get shit for not mentioning, so I want to say it. Boys to Men and New Edition. Only because they have both said they don't like being referred to as boy bands. So that's the only reason they do that. (laughs) So you did it out of respect. I dig it. Yeah, when you talked about people giving flowers or roses in Vegas, I was like, oh, Boys to Men 100% does that every single show. 100%. But I read an article where it's like they don't like being referred to as boy bands. So I was like, all right, we're respecting that. We're not doing it. Although it really hurt. <laughs> right. Well, we, we really love you guys. Uh, thanks for joining us with this and just having a lot of fun. Just talking about the music and bands we love. And we won't probably do this ever again, but we'll do something <laughs> fun like it. Um, thank you so much for everyone listening at home. Uh, I hope you like it. Send us some feedback. Uh, tell us who you'd have for your dream music festival lineup. Um, we got some some great stuff coming for you. Kyle, what you got for the people? Yes, thank you so much for listening to this three-episode special. Up next, we've got um, the Effies for the Batman with our good our good pal Nick. Um, we're coming up with a uh, another episode of The Hunger Games with Star Wars characters. It's going to be a lot of fun, probably brutal. Uh-huh. We're going to cry. It's fine. It's fine. And then after that, guess what? It is number 100. So get your uh, get your trivia hats on. Uh, our good pal, our good pal Micah is going to host, and he is going to be playing the role of Alex Trebek for the two of us and our good friend Anna F. It's going to be brutal as well. Uh, all I want is to make Damon cry um it's gonna be fun and then yeah after that now we know after that 101 is a special curated episode by our good friend katie so we'll be contacting you soon to get get details on that episode but thank you all for listening we'll catch you on next week
This is what we do.